Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hey, y'all. It's Hope and it's Wednesday. So today I wanted to talk about something that Sarah Neves said when I interviewed her um, that aired on Saturday. So she said that, you know, she kept trying different jobs until she found one that made her happy. And ultimately it was starting her own business. So she kept reiterating the importance of trying things over and over until you figure it out. She wasn't afraid of quitting one thing and starting another if it wasn't a good fit. And the message that stuck with me was not to let shame or fear of disappointing others keep you stuck. And I see this so often with patients. I mean, we have, you know, a few minutes to chat and I often know their career before I go in the room because that's one of the questions. And so I'll talk to them about what they do. And it's so starkly different when I have a patient who's enjoying what they do for a living and patients who are not. And the ones that aren't, I just want to sit down with them and like figure out what it is they should be doing and, and help give them the courage to do it. And that's one reason I started this podcast. So maybe you're in the camp of thinking, I'm not stuck. I don't care what other people think. I'm just fine. I mean, I have to earn a living, right? Maybe so. But ask yourself to name the areas in your life that you feel joy and maybe you'll say, well, my kids, my, um, I really like my house. I have good friends. And so did career come up when you're naming areas of your life where you feel joy? Do you really find joy in what you do all day for a living? And if you're like, well, I mean, sort of, or sometimes I do, then maybe it's time to get real and ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. So what drives your choices? Is it discerning what your purpose is in life or what God's purpose is in your life? If you, God makes you uncomfortable, then call it an inner calling. Like, are you really listening to that? Or are your choices driven by what other people will think? Maybe money's driving your choices. Maybe the um, false notion that, you know, you have to be responsible and that drives your choices. What is the true reason for doing what you're doing? So I was thinking about this. If we humans were corporations, we might have like a corporate mission statement or a core value statement. Or we were watching uh, Fixer Upper 
reruns and I was thinking, well, if we were Joanna Gaines, we would like have our core values or our intentions written in beautiful cursive on an old piece of barn wood, or we'd have a chalkboard wall in our house with like the mission statement scrawled across it. So if you, let's say you make really good money and that drives your choice to stay at your unfulfilling job. And you rationalize it by saying, well, I mean, financial uh, woes would be really stressful and that would lead to unhappiness in my home. We'd probably fight more. Um, I couldn't provide for my kids as much. So if we were going to write your uh, mission statement, maybe on your chalkboard wall, we would write money is the key to my family's happiness. And that sounds ridiculous, right? Okay, what about appearance? Um, I had a patient who clearly spent, had she'd spent a lot of money on her appearance. And she didn't crack a smile the entire visit. And it was like the light was gone from her eyes. And she asked probably 10 times, like, is there anything else you can do to improve my appearance? Is there anything else I can buy? Is there a procedure I can have? And, you know, she was starting to see signs of aging. And at some point, you have to kind of accept it, but she was definitely not there yet. So her intention statement painted on barn wood in her house might read, looks are everything to me. So when you, when I phrase it like that, it sounds crazy. I mean, none of us want appearance or money to rule our existence. Or maybe your intentions were pure when you started out in your career. Like in your 20s, you wanted to work with young people or students because you loved having an impact on someone's life from a young, impressionable age. A friend was telling me how she loved working with college-age students. But somewhere along the way, this stopped being her why. Her reason for, for being at her job had morphed into, well, I've been there so long, it would be really tough to find another job with these benefits. And I'm so close to being vested for retirement. I might as well stay here until I retire. I can stand it for another eight years. And that, you know, is sad. Her mission statement might be something like living for a retirement. We all know tales of people who wait until they're retired to start living their dream lives, and then they find out they have some debilitating health issue. So ask yourself if your why has changed over time. Why do you do what you do? And I, I think about this with like when I have students um, who shadow me, or if you're if you had a kid come visit you for career day and interview you, and they asked, well, why are you working where you work? Think back to why you chose this job in this career. Do you still feel the same way? Do you feel a sense of purpose in your job? Is there any joy in what you do? Or are you like my friend who's waiting until retirement to find joy? So mission statements always have corny things like live my life to its fullest or family is everything. And yet. How are we spending our time and our money and what's really driving our choices? Sarah's interview really made me think about this because she was not afraid to try new things. She was not afraid to change jobs if she was miserable, move to a new location if she wasn't happy. Happiness and joy were driving her decisions. And some people might argue, well, she didn't have kids or a spouse to worry about. But... Are you really going to blame your unhappiness and your stuckness on them? Because that's a lot for a kid or a spouse to carry around. 
being responsible for your unhappiness. So think about your life. Are you overflowing with joy? I mean, do you have any joy? Do you catch yourself smiling throughout the day? Joy is the default state your soul craves. And if you're not in this state, why? What does bring you joy each day? What gives you enthusiasm? What do you get excited about? And my other question for you is, if you keep doing what you're doing and living the way you're living, how can you expect life to be different? So if you really are in a joyous state, you can stop listening. You can turn this off. But if you spend a lot of your day fantasizing about things being different, what's stopping you? What do you gain by staying in the same spot? Ask yourself what's keeping you from making different choices. Is it fear of failure? Worry over what others will think? Or maybe you have a conviction that things just can't change. Let's focus solely on work and career since that's what Sarah talked the most about. Think about how you spend your days. We spend two-thirds of our waking hours at work. So I always think, what if everybody loved what they did? And my, my husband might argue that's not possible. He'd bring up like the guys who are working in our front yard to lay a stone walkway. And he might say, well, they don't have the means to do what they love. But then I think about one of my friends who loves to spend all day in her yard. And she'd probably say, well, they've got a pretty good gig as far as their daily activities go. And I know y'all are going to say, but what about health insurance and my 401k plan? How can I be happy if I'm broke when I'm 50 or homeless? I mean, obviously we have to pay the bills, but what if you woke up enthusiastic about what you do? What if the eight hours or more that you spend at work were filled with joy, at least some of the time? So here's some questions for you to ponder. And if you really are in sort of a stuck place, I want you to go back and listen to this and pause it when I ask questions and really get real and put down your honest answer. So here's some more questions. Number one, what does bring you joy? Every single day for a month, record one or two things that bring you joy. If you look for joy, it'll draw it towards you and it'll clarify what you should be doing more of in your life. All right, number two, think about your age. How old are you? Add 10 years to it. Visualize yourself going to your present job 10 years from now. And if this elicits strong feelings of like, no way, I do not want to be there in 10 years, ask yourself why you're staying. Number three, ask yourself what's driving your career choice. Is it money? Is it fear of disappointing others? Fear of change? Number four, think about what you would like to drive your choices. Put sticky notes all over the place with this word on them. So like if you want joy to drive your choices, if you want fulfillment, and put those sticky notes all over the place. Your family will think you're crazy, but it's fine. Number five, accept that you'll still have to do things that don't bring you joy every second of the day, like examining someone's toenails for fungus. But if you're looking for joy in your life, it's going to drive your decisions. Like if I'm thinking, do I want to sit outside during lunch? Or do I want to run to Trader Joe's and try to grab a whole weeks worth of groceries and, you know, that's not going to be joyful. That's going to be stressful. So I'll choose to sit outside. Number six, spend a few minutes each day envisioning how you would like your life to be different. 
speak to yourself in affirmations as if these changes have already taken place. So like you may say, I am so grateful for my coworkers. I'm valued at my job. I use my strengths and skills to their fullest potential at my job. My career brings me great joy. Even if these aren't true, say them as if they're true. As you walk across the parking lot or you take the elevator or you punch the time clock, name a part of your job you're grateful for. Like, I'm grateful to work inside, especially with the pollen right now. I am grateful to have a refrigerator and a microwave to make my lunch taste better. I am grateful to not be earning minimum wage. I am grateful that I don't have to wear uh, fancy clothes to work. The point is to focus on the positives. And this literally will change your life. If you don't believe me, try it. You will not be the same person a few months from now if you do this. All right, so y'all shoot me a DM at at Hope the PA and let me know what you think. Let me know if you have joy in your life. And we are wrapping up season one and season two will start um, sometimes towards the end of the summer. But I'll keep recording. Um, We'll probably hold off on interviews. I'll do those on the side and then save those up until season two starts. And I'll just um, record my little thoughts. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank y'all for listening.